Welcome to the Mind Babe podcast. I'm your host, Evie, and on this podcast, we talk everything mindset and manifestation so you can create a life you love. If you're an open-minded spiritual babe who is interested in joyfully manifesting the life of your dreams while discovering and honoring your true self, this podcast is for you. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Mind Bay podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you are having a wonderful day. So the other day I was listening to one of my favorite audiobooks, which is The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Rhonda Byrne is the same author of the book and the movie The Secret, which was my first introduction to the law of attraction and spirituality. And after watching The Secret, I kind of understood that there was more to life than meets the eye. And I started using the law of attraction and created a vision board that actually manifested. So I had proof that the law of attraction and manifestation was real. So in a way, I had more spiritual awareness, but there were still so many missing pieces I didn't know anything about until I started studying a little more. My spiritual journey to discovering who I really was was kind of like one of those Russian dolls where you would open up the doll and then you'd find another doll. And then once you open up that doll, you just find another doll until eventually you get to the core doll. There was this pattern of, yes, I got this. And then some other information showed up and then it was like, oh my God, I'm so mind blown. What else is there to discover? I have to say it hasn't been an easy road, but it's been one that's well worth it. I have discovered so many things that helped me heal my past trauma and it hasn't been always sunshine and rainbows because in order to manifest big goals, you need to shift your identity. You need to let go of the limiting beliefs you once had that you picked up somewhere and often it's during childhood and reinstall beliefs that will help you become the best expensive version of yourself so you can add to the experience of your higher self. Now, you often hear me talk about your higher self or your highest good or your soul's purpose, and it may be confusing if you just started on your spiritual journey. That's what we'll be diving into in this episode. So you get to understand what is the difference between your ego and yourself with a capital S. So most of the people on this planet operate from their ego. The ego is what we think about ourselves, the stories we've been told and what we believe about ourselves to be true. It's a collection of your name, where you live, how you see yourself, and how you present yourself to others. For example, if I had to describe my ego, I would say I'm Evie, I'm Belgian, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm an entrepreneur, a mompreneur, I'm the host of the Mind Babe podcast, I'm a student of life, I believe this world is a magical place and I show up as a teacher and a guide to help women transform their lives. Those are descriptions of my ego. We all have a picture of ourselves and how we would describe ourselves to others. It's tied to our self-identity and our self-worth and it plays a big role in how we show up for ourselves and also towards others. Just like everything in life, there are positives to having an ego as well as there are negatives. It's good that we have this ego because it helps us make sense of the world. It helps us to differentiate ourselves from others. 
and to maintain a stable sense of who we are. Because without it, I would be you, you would be me, which we are on a spiritual level, but without the ego, we wouldn't be able to form our own identity and have our own individual experiences in life. We would essentially all be the same, and there wouldn't be any beautiful diversity that we have today. We are all so different from each other in how we navigate through life, through the things that we do, and it is through this ego. The flip side of ego, however, is when we lose the balance between the ego and our higher self. When we're clinging on to our beliefs about who we are in this physical world, it might hold us back from exploring the other things that we could be or do. For example, when I grew up, I was quite a shy and quiet child because my parents were always having fights and my dad used quite aggressive, loud language when he wanted to say things, which shut down my confidence as a child completely. I would always be in the background hoping no one would notice me because I didn't want to get into any conflict or feel judged. I could be myself around my sister and sometimes we could get into like a fight in a public place like the grocery store and to shut down our quote-unquote bad behavior, my mom would just say like, be quiet, everyone is looking at you and they will think you're bad children. So these experiences together formed a belief in my ego and I started to think I need to be quiet or people will think I'm bad or I will offend them. So my childhood years up until my 20s, I identified myself as being a quiet, shy girl. I thought that that was just the way I was. And for some people, their traits are being funny and outgoing, but I saw myself as shy and insecure. I was quite alright with my friends, I would say, because I would spend a lot of time with them and I could be myself without a filter. I think a filter would be a nice way to describe the ego. But whenever I had to meet someone new that was older than me, like my parents or friends of my parents or family I wasn't well connected with, I would completely shut down and I would not say a word. I was like a mute or a prop in the scene of the conversation that was going on, which really enabled me to set boundaries and to stand up for myself. It truly enabled me for living a life on my own terms because I would constantly worry or be fearful what other people would think or worry about saying something wrong and then I thought they would hate me. The ego really worries about how other people perceive it. And this is actually the best way to know if you're mainly operating from the ego or from your higher self. Because when you're operating from your higher self, you really don't let anyone else's opinion stop you from going after what you want. When you're more in touch with your higher self or soul, intuition, consciousness, divine self, true self, higher power, inner mind, or whatever you prefer to call it, you understand that in essence, you are a soul living in a human body, having a human experience. And once you leave your human body, your spirit lives on to have other experiences that add to the divine knowledge and your soul's knowledge. When you strip down all the labels that were put on you, when you take away your name, your nationality, your language, your beliefs, your experiences, your perception, all you're left with is just consciousness. You are here in this lifetime on this planet with a purpose that you set out for yourself and you're here to experience the full spectrum of emotions, events, and different people 
that you can choose from. You have a body just like every other human here. And this body is essentially a tool for you to experience life. Because without this body and all its features, we wouldn't be able to experience all the things and all the amazing wonders of the physical world. Realizing that we don't really die because our soul lives on in another lifetime, I found really freeing. Because if I screw up in this lifetime, I can just do better in another one, right? <laughs> but all jokes aside, the amount of time we spend here on Earth is like seconds when you look at how many years we've been around already. We've been around for over 300,000 years, according to science, maybe even longer. I mean, there's only so much information that we have about our physical existence, really. And we live an average of, I don't know, maybe 80 if you live in a well-developed country and take care of your health. I mean, there's a lot of factors that contribute to longevity. And usually people want to live as long as possible because we all have this fear to die. And I'm not saying like, just jump off a cliff and like nothing like that. <laughs> like you still want to appreciate life, even though you know that maybe you don't really die after you die. And when you believe that you just turn to dust and there's nothing else after this, it is rightfully so a scary thought. I'm not telling you what to believe, but that's what I believe to be true. You even have people that can remember previous lifetimes. I like to watch the streaming service Gaia, which is kind of like Netflix, but it has all sorts of documentaries about consciousness and expansion that are really interesting. And there's this one documentary with Matthias De Stefano. I don't remember the exact name of the documentary, but you can easily find it on Gaia. I will leave the link for the streaming service in the show notes. And in this documentary, he starts talking and he's talking about all the things that he remembers from his previous lifetime. And he would explain so many things about consciousness and the universe that he learned from his previous life. It was really interesting. So that's something that added to the belief of like, yeah, we are here right now, but once we die, our spirit just lives on and then we just have another experience. And maybe another question you might be having at this point is like, okay, Evie, now that I know that I probably letting my ego get in the way of getting in touch with my higher self, what do I do? How do I get more in touch with my higher self? Well, the good news is that you're probably already in touch with your higher self because this is not like a special ability. It's something that you can lean more into. Instead of ignoring it, you start to like look out for it more. It's all about focus, right? Everything that you focus on expands. And the more you start to focus on getting more in touch with your higher self, the more you're gonna notice like these little nudges, these little things that are going to help you get guided more and, and life gets more easier. And probably already are in touch with your higher self. Like, you know, that gut feeling you often get when something is going on or you're just meeting a person and you feel that person really lights you up and you feel good or you feel really bad about a certain situation or you know, like something is wrong here. That's being in touch with your higher self. It's your intuition and it can show up in different ways. Like most people can feel it. Other people can hear this little voice inside their head. And some might even see certain things. From my experience, I have more of a gut feeling. 
And I often hear this voice inside my head that guides me. I always was in touch with my gut feeling and sometimes I ignored it and did the opposite and then paid for it afterwards. But the payment always added value to my life learnings. I never see anything that is happening negative in my life as something purely negative. I don't go back into victim mode, which I previously did. If something bad happened to me, I was always like, I don't deserve it. Life is bad. They did this to me. And now I'm more like, okay, this is going on. How can I shift it? And what have I learned from it? So that's something that I've learned over the years, which really keeps me in a calm state and not in survival mode. And when I really started hearing things like this voice in my head that said, you got this, or even some encouraging words or really guidance that said, you should look at this or that, all those things have been with me over four years now. Like really hearing the voices. I was always like a gut feeling person, but now over the few years, I really started noticing my thoughts. It could be like someone else's voice. Sometimes I hear like Steve Harvey. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I listen to him and he's always giving these inspiring speeches. And then when I'm walking, I can hear his voice inside my head and it's really encouraging. Or I take a shower and then I'm just having conversations with myself. And that's when I get like these downloads of words or sentences that pop up. And I know it's not com it's coming from me, but it's something bigger than me. It's hard to explain it. But the last few years, that's what's really been going on. I really started noticing my thoughts. Maybe that's a tip to get in touch with your higher self. Observe your thoughts without any judgment. And sometimes you're going to hear conversations that you're like, oh, maybe, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe I could go in that road. And then once you have that little nudge, that little thought, you can go deeper into it and see, okay, maybe this is something that my higher self wants me to do or that is guiding me and am I resistant to it? And sometimes you're going to feel resistance. Like when I wanted to start this podcast, I, I had this little voice that said like, yeah, if you want to reach more people with your message, maybe you should start a podcast and start talking about all the things that you've experienced and how they can enhance their spirituality and create their own world because you already have experience with the law of attraction. So that was something I heard as a voice. And then my gut feeling always helps me in situations where when I feel bad, I know, okay, the situation is not great for me. Let me see how I can shift this or maybe something else is just going to come along. But I became really spiritually awoken ever since I listened to the audiobook, The Greatest Secret, and learned all about consciousness. I really started crying when I went through the book because it was something that spoke to me to the core. I always got the part about how the world works with the universal laws, which I learned like 15 years ago and also learned about the law of attraction. But I didn't get that I was just a beam of light in a human body. And then I asked myself the question, if I'm not Evie, if I'm not Belgian, if I'm not this shy and insecure girl that I always thought I was, if I'm not my body, then who am I or who do I want to be? And that's where you can write your own future story. You can just sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and write down questions and ask yourself, What do I want to experience in my lifetime here on earth? What kind of person do I want to be? Which kind of people do I want in my life? What do I choose to believe and what do I value? For me, myself, not the values of others. 
and which kind of lifestyle do I want? Because you are the architect and you can create a life you want to see happen for yourself. And this might be challenging at first because when you've been told so many limitations over time, it can be hard in the beginning to open yourself up to new possibilities. If you've heard all your life, life isn't fair, life is hard, the world is a dangerous place, healthy relationships don't exist, that's just the way life is, it's not as easy as you think, don't get your hopes up, we all hear these kinds of things. And then it's normal if you've heard all these things for a long period of time and many years that you put limitations on yourself and your life because that's the knowledge you had that was given to you from someone else's perspective on life, from someone else's experiences. But it's not because it seemed impossible for your mom or your dad or your sister, your brother, your friend, your teacher or whoever played a big role in their life who had a negative experience and projected that on you, that it's impossible for you. Because you are a limitless being. You have as many chances in life as anyone else. And yes, maybe you didn't get handed the right cards from the start. Maybe you grew up in a household where money was scarce or the family situation wasn't ideal or you got bullied or whatever the case may be. I absolutely don't want to diminish any of those experiences or your feelings. Your feelings about your past are very valid. But that doesn't mean that you can change things around. We're doing ourselves a disgrace when we're blaming our past and current circumstances for not being able to where we want to be and what we truly want. And it starts with making a decision, deciding what you want. And it's okay if it changes over time. There have been times where I just wanted to live on a farm out in the country and then I attracted some experiences that gave me a taste of that. And then I realized I'm more of a city girl and I like luxury and comfort more. I also like nature, but not in the sense that I want to live off the grid and own a farm. I believe that that is also something that people are scared of when it comes to deciding what they want. The only way to know what you truly want is to just go out there in the world and experience things. And from those experiences, you can take from it what made you feel great and build on that. But a lot of people are already putting so many limitations on themselves to even try things out, often out of fear or failure or judgment from others. There's this one thing my mom used to say whenever I went to help her out in the house and I broke something, she would always tell me, you can't do anything wrong if you do nothing. You can't do anything wrong if you do nothing. And although she told me that to help me, to say if you weren't helping me, then you couldn't be doing anything wrong. But I think a lot of people live in this way. Like doing nothing new, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing experimental, so they can do nothing wrong. But then you also get nothing out of life. It's like sitting in your chair, just waiting for life to pass by. And just observing everything, but not really experiencing everything. And the whole point of life itself is to have different experiences. To experience deep love, heartbreaks, success, failure, successful moments, and even calm, rejuvenating moments. It all comes down to balance and accepting both sides of the coin. The positive and the negative. And ever since I got more in touch with my higher self... I found it easier to take on certain challenges. 
because I knew I was supported and guided. Take this podcast, for example. My ego was saying, why would you even start a podcast? There are already so many people out there having a podcast. You are not like those people that are successful podcasters and you don't even know how to record a podcast. And what if you fail? Seriously, when I decided I wanted to start a podcast to reach as many people as possible to teach and guide them through manifestation and mindset work, those were the first things that popped up in my mind. The ego will never disappear. It will always be there. But because I'm in touch with my higher self as well, I now had the counter argument in the foreground. And my higher self was saying, there may be already so many podcasters out there, but they aren't you. You need to honor your uniqueness. And whatever you don't know, you can learn. And since you're just starting out, you already have nothing to lose. And then I was like, yes, if I listen to my ego and don't start this podcast, I can do nothing wrong and I can't fail. But then I also missed the chance of helping other people get in touch with their true power. In my personal experiences and explaining what has worked for me to create this life of freedom can help so many other people do the same. Because my experience and my story might relate to you more than someone else's story. And that's what what this uniqueness is all about. So never undersell yourself. It would actually be selfish of me to keep my experience, knowledge, and techniques to myself. That's what my higher self said. And that's why I actually started doing this podcast because I had this encouragement and guidance of my higher self. It's also something that keeps people from creating something. They start looking at the people that are already doing what they want to be doing and start to compare themselves. You start to compare your first experience with that other person's 100,000 experience. Like 99% of the time, all those people that you look up to or you compare yourself to had their own path of difficulties that they had to overcome. But it was often because they overcome their ego. They didn't let failure decide for them to quit the dreams that they had for themselves. And if you ask any person who became successful in what they wanted to manifest, it's often not giving up when things got a little bit hard or complicated. They started looking at the bright side of the negatives. They failed and asked what they could learn and build on top of that. And what most people do is fail and then decide it's not meant to be. And they just give up after the first try. And then all of a sudden they become spiritual. It's probably not meant to be. How often have you heard that someone say, if it's not for me, it's probably not meant to be. Or if they fail, they just say, ah, it's probably not meant to be. And some things truly aren't meant to be, but most of the time it's because something better is coming along instead. But a lot of people like to use this as an excuse to stop trying. You don't see babies who try to walk for the first time fail and fall down on the floor and be like, oh, well, I guess it's not meant to be. I guess I'm not meant to be walking. (laughs) Like, they don't do that. They get up and they try again until they walk and they fall down many times. And then eventually, when they grow even older, they start running. There is such a thing as divine timing. And everything you need will get to you at the right time. When you made the decision to go after what you want, and you will probably fail sometimes, and you're going to learn from that, and then you're going to move forward. But what we see often is just like the 
the success someone has that we also want. And that's also something like, for example, when you feel jealousy for something that another person has, that's actually an opportunity and the universe showing you what is possible. And if you feel jealous of a person about what they attracted or where they are in life, it's an opportunity for you to say like, okay, that's something that I want and that's something that I can work towards to as well. And then once you decide what you want, there will be opportunities coming along that will help you expand. And whether what you want is starting a business or living off the grid, becoming a stay-at-home devoted mom, an artist, or whatever you feel attracted to do, the universe and your higher self always provide what you ask for. And it's up to you to tap into it because you have the power, just like everyone else has. And that's the beauty of being a starseed here on Earth. So that is it for today. And thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode was helpful for you or gave you any aha moments, I would love it if you take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at mindbabe.co. And if you haven't yet already, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so I can continue to inspire you and manifest a life wilder than your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you in the next episode.